Hey guys, welcome back to the post show, episode ten. Uh, kind of a big week for us. Uh, Dave and I both kind of wrapped up a few things, uh, specifically Jujitsu Kaizen and the Bo Burnham special for Dave and Vinland Saga for myself. Uh, we go over some E3 highlights and some assorted anime news. Um, Dave finally, through my infinite wisdom and recommendations, uh, watched the first season of Line of Duty, uh, and thankfully through the power of editing, my excitement has not or will not blow out your eardrums, thank God. Uh, and we also get into the Loki premiere and where I'm at with Bad Batch this season. So um, enjoy, guys. Thanks again for listening. Have a good week. Bye. Oh, hey, Grant. Hey, Dave. How's it going, sir? Oh, not too bad. It's a good day. It is a good day. Yeah. Um, I'm going to start with some quick housekeeping. Oh. Just because last week... We talked about a couple things that you were just sort of ahead of me on. Sure. And I've since okay. caught up. So I'm not going to take a ton of time on this because I largely feel the same that you do. But I did okay. wrap up Jujutsu Kaisen Season 1. <laughs> okay. Uh, finished those last two episodes. Really, really good. Really strongly. You know what, you know what I was getting at? What? <laughs> just like the fight, like the the... Itadori and uh, Nobara fight. Yeah, man. Yeah. I, I gotta say, I didn't see it coming because, like, I didn't see it going that way. I, um, you know, obviously, spoilers for anyone listening for Jujutsu Kaisen, but, like, I just thought that maybe we would have a confrontation with the main, like, uh, like these main, uh, what do you call them, curses that we've been seeing, you know, the patchwork face guy. Um, I thought maybe we would get something with the jujitsu, like the actual human that they're working with. So yeah. they they sort of um, furthered that plot in a way, but not really. But I'm kind of happy that it didn't go the exact way I expected, and instead we got this really interesting twist. Yeah. Um, of the you know the other curses that they had kind of unleashed, and like that weirdly dark <laughs> origin story of where the three of those brother curses came yeah. from. Yeah, I'm like Jesus, that was fucking intense. Like the show hasn't done anything like that so far, so that was fun. Um, well, they kind of touched it with um, uh, what was this? Uh, I'm blanking on his name. The sad boy there. Oh um, God, um, the you one know that the dies. One that, yeah, the one patchwork kind of fucks yeah, with his head yeah, and all yeah. that. They kind of they they, they kind of hit true. It. They hit there a little bit, and they kind of hit just the yeah the existential crisis isn't uh, maybe not the right word for it, but just. Itadori's him dealing with the fact that he's technically killed a person. They yeah, they went man. back to that well a couple times and yeah. they did that very like you know, very mm-hmm. gracefully. They definitely and, did. And potently, you know, it's yeah. I so yeah, so um I, you know those last two episodes, everybody got a moment. Megami yeah. got a moment, Nabarro got a moment, Itadori got a moment. Um I love the ending. I love like the that Toto and the other girl are recommending them all to be promoted to first grade. Yeah. That was so cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I loved the actual fights, the animations, like the sequences. Obviously, like Megami's fight was killer. Yeah. The chemistry that they are able to write and the voice actors are able to achieve between Itadori and, uh, is it Nobara? Nobara? Nobara. What yeah. a fucking, and now she has, she's got a black flash in the bank. In yeah, the bank. Yeah. yeah. That was really great. Uh, yeah. Really, really strong ending to a season. <sighs> I had high expectations, and it delivered. Yeah. I'm very, very excited uh, to see what they do next. 
I think we can officially pencil in um, a full season talk about. I think yeah. I think we should. I yeah. I, uh, I I'm not done. I almost want to watch show. it again. Um, <laughs> yeah, I do. It's like I said last week. Like it's just there's so much. There's so much there. Yeah. To really dissect and just you yeah, know. just uh, good shonen man. Yeah. Good shit. Um, it's been. It, it was really nice to have something live up to the hype. I think that's what you said last week, yeah. and and I completely agree. So yeah, um, really big fan. Obviously, if you guys haven't uh, seen, you know, if you haven't seen it, sorry for all the spoilers, but uh, we recommend it. Um, it's a really, really good one from this year. One of the highlights. Uh, there was also some Jujutsu Kaisen news that came out mm. this week. Two things. Un- the uh, bad news first is that the manga author is going on an indefinite hiatus. Yeah. With some health issues. I don't know how long the manga has been out. I don't know how far ahead it is. Um, in either way, that sucks, and that's. I did. Here. I did read that the indefinite hiatus is, at the very least, it's a month, and okay. they're going to see where he's at after that. Yeah, I don't know. Potentially more, but yeah. What kind of health issues he's got, or how serious it is, or what the deal is? But that sucks, and uh, we wish him a speedy recovery. Just because you know we're such big fans, so yeah. And on and but on positive uh, news uh, for Jujutsu Kaisen, you know, I saw the movie poster um, mm-hmm. that we talked about. I think last week, you know, I think they're, they're doing a prequel to the first season, and also a release date, um, December twenty fourth, twenty twenty one. Yep. So you know, I think did the did season one start in twenty twenty one? Yeah. So they you know in in a calendar year they'll have done a hit season and yep. they'll close out that same calendar year with a prequel uh to that season which i'm sure will do really well so oh, yeah. yeah um super stoked maybe we could even see that one in theaters who knows it's like you said last week too there's a lot of i'm seeing a lot of parallels between jujitsu kaisen and demon slayer mm-hmm. they're taking some similar routes yeah and i i think it's only for the good like they yeah. you know it's it's like you said we need more canon movies mm-hmm. as as sequel components or yeah. even like to set up future stuff you know yeah. i i almost wonder what a prequel would be you know like or is this like more of the clan stuff i mean i know what i you know i would take yeah i would take clan history i would gobble up anything that has gojo in it you know what i mean yeah um so yeah i think that you know we've talked about this in the past about how important how important world building is and how important it is that when you start telling a new story in this new world with all these fantastical elements there has to be history right you can't just Mm. plop these characters out of thin air and be like this is how it works you you know you have to hint that things have happened before the audience arrives um i i think jujitsu kaisen has always done a good job with that um so you know there's tons of shit for them to talk about and uh, explore so i'm sure you know that uh they'll they'll do that well um i don't want to do all the talking but there's one more thing yeah i also wrapped up bo burnham Oh yeah, uh, Bo Burnham's most recent special called Inside. Yeah, I you know I it's won't go on eh? too long because I again yeah. I think I mostly disagree with what you said last week. So you know the the TLDR version is that like, you know I'm I think a bigger, more fanatical stand up fan than Grant. Um, but I, you know I think that we probably pulled the same things out of this one. Um, in that, it's like almost it it's it's incredibly artistic. It's like a really cool, fun exploration into the Bo Burnham stuff you've probably seen and liked. You know, satirical takes, uh, 
satirical songs um, that, you know, generally speaking, usually have like something deeper to them. You don't have to look very far that are really, really well written, really great composition in all of them. Um, stupidly well shot. Like yeah. that whole fucking thing. I, it is shocking that one man was able to do all of that. I, I yeah. cannot. It's a, it's a tech, it's a technical, like, ma- like the word masterpiece has been thrown around a lot. And like, yeah. you know, I'm not trying to, I don't want to undermine like, you know, his lyrical content. And like, again, I would say the musical composition is very high up there. It's very, like very well written. Yes. Um, but the word masterpiece is thrown around yep. the making of this, the, the actual like the technical components mm-hmm. to what he has done. That is what I believe to be like, the message is very important. Yep. I, I genuinely believe that. And I, I don't, I wouldn't say that's not considered a masterpiece too, but that's more, that's more in the ether. That's for people's interpretations and all that. But the thing that blows me, I've watched it. I've watched it in a, another time and I've listened to it three times additionally total, just like streaming mm. it at work and all that. Um, it's catchy. Like it's great. But anyway, it's the, what he was able to produce, like you said, by himself with the yeah. equipment that he had is that is the masterpiece in my opinion. It's he's a tremendous I filmmaker. Yeah, I agree. Like it's, um, you know, when you throw a studio and a crew behind it, you know, you, it's, it's almost like people or just as an audience member who's used to seeing high quality shit, you forget, you know, how hard it is to achieve these things. And especially if you throw budget and cast and crew at a project, it's like, yeah, like, I I buy that you were able to produce this, but it's really hard to wrap your head around one guy doing everything start to finish. Mm-hmm. And you could tell that, you know, I think it made the special significantly longer because he really did highlight how homemade it was and how yeah. much he struggled with the project. That's why I almost hesitate to call it stand-up comedy because it's but not in a bad way. Like it's it's just so different. Than yeah. any other special I've ever seen. But I say that as a It's more positive. of a one-man show than a stand-up. Yeah. Like, you know? But I, I really mean that as a positive thing. Like, yeah. it's, this is just much more... or Not to say it's better or worse. It's just so different than sitting in front of a crowd telling stories and one-liners, you know? Like you said, like, it's more of a one-man show. There's a crazy amount of variety and range in this. Yeah. It's 90 minutes, and it's crazy to see all of the things he's able to hit mm-hmm. in 90 minutes and what you walk out of it with. You know what I mean? Like, you walk out with some super good jokes, really great zingers, some beautiful songs, but yeah. also, like, a pretty good, you know, look into what this guy is going through uh, or or what he wants you to think he's going through. Like, he he crafted a message, and he crafted a really good piece. Um, and... Yeah, I'm I'm a big fan. I think like Do you know what I appreciate yeah. it as well? Good. Not once did he say COVID. Yeah, man. He did a, you know, you know like it, he made it not time you know what I mean? Like it could be It's like he did a good job yeah. of just being like you know, you know what I'm doing. Like you know why I'm here. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like so many comedians are talking about that like, you know, their friends are like, "Hey, you should do a COVID joke, you know?" It's like, really? Yeah. Should I? You don't think every yeah. fucking comic on every stage is joking about COVID <laughs> right now? Yeah. Sorry, I interrupted you there. but No, no, no that, that was it. It's, it was just nice. Like, it was, Yeah. you know, we all, it's like you said, we all know that's what he's talking about. We're all, we've all been in it. He didn't need to remind us. 
Yeah. Yeah. And it was like it, it was it showed like it was respect for the viewer. You yeah, know, it shows that we are on the same page as him. You know yeah, that you, we're if you if you understand what he's saying, he understands what you're feeling. You know, it's it's um, I don't know. I, I, great. Yeah, I highly recommend it to anyone. Like I said, it might be some intense for some, maybe some people, maybe, but I, I think it's worth watching at least once. I think the pacing is good in that you know he gives you enough satirical fun stuff mm. littered throughout um, that it does a good job of kind of breaking up some of the heavy stuff that he touches on. Because I think at the end of the day. I still had a good time with this. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like you said, like, yes, it is deep and he touches on some struggles that he's having, but like, it's, you know, it is a special slash one man show, whatever you want to call it. And I think that, you know, I don't think anybody watches this or I would be surprised. I should say if anybody watches this and goes, Oh, that was too heavy for me. You know what I mean? I feel like it's still a really, really great, um, comedic sort of one man show. And there are like some heavy pieces in it, if that makes sure. sense. Yeah. But, like, they balance very, very well. Yeah. Big fan. Okay, that was my housekeeping. I will okay. hand it over to you. Well, I guess, you what know, you I... Watching? Well, it would be a good wrap-up. While we're in the, the realm of, of housekeeping, uh, we finished uh, Vinland Saga. Vinland Saga. How do you feel? Uh, all I can say is... Uh, <laughs> Lucius Artorius... Is it Cassius? I don't remember. So you tell Askeladd. me. Askeladd. Askeladd. Uh, going down like a fucking G. Like, yeah. wow. <laughs> Spoilers to anyone this thing, obviously. Spoiler alert, Vinland Saga. But uh, yeah. what a great way to go out, huh? Tremendous. Tremendous. Like, just the... the, the so, we... Because we did, like, a three-episode run. Um, we That's how we closed it out. Like, we had the three episodes left. And so when we, when we sat down for the night... You know, curtains are drawn or curtains are closed. You know, we have, you know, we had our we each had a cup of coffee and we were just getting ready. To, like we're to gonna see to how it ends. Get down to business and just see, you know, how how's this gonna go? You know, how how are they gonna wrap this up? Because we had we had some some questions of like we knew that was like the big spoiler that I knew and we kind of knew going in was this was a like a um, a prologue to what's to come. Mm-hmm. So we knew what happened here, like. It's not like we get like an immediate follow up after kind of things. So we both, I kind of had the feeling that something big was going to happen that would set up what is to come. Mm. Yeah. So again, that's again, that's just you know having like the for like the the gifted foresight of like seeing a spoilerish kind of thing, but like no details. So seeing because other things too going in, there's all this the stuff with the king, and I was like, where like where is this going? You know, like they're because they're setting up the politics of yeah. the Canute, you know, the, like the Canute stuff and the king thing at the end. Yeah, and they they can't just like you know they, they set up the whole thing. And the king can't just ice off Canute. Like there is some, you know, like he has he now has like a power standing, and you know. So anyway, so I'm, I'm totally sidetracking here. But anyway, mm-hmm. so we we sit down and the episode we start to is. Uh. I guess the last, what we had just seen was him throwing down with Bjorn. Bjorn shows up and he's like, okay, you're ready. And like, they have their like emotional moment together. And you get the whole like, you know, all I wanted to be a friend. And then, you know, Askeladd, hmm. who it's hard to say. He's such an interesting character because at the end of the day is, Very did, he just say that, did he just say that to make Bjorn feel better in his dying moment? Or did he actually believe that he, that was his only friend? I, I, I side on I'm on the side of yes, like he did 
like consider Bjorn like a true friend, even though he hates all the Danes. Mm-hmm. But and then it goes. He gives that big long speech to Canute and um, Canute and Thorfinn and and just kind of like him throwing it out of like basically telling Thorfinn like you're fucked, man. Like you are not listening to anything I've been saying. You know, like in a weird way, he's been his father for like ten years. Yep. You know, and obviously like Thorfinn is blinded by rage, and it's understandable. You know, to a certain extent and all mm-hmm. that, but like. Asklad was really at the very end was like really really trying to get through to him because like I think he knew what was coming down yep. the pipe for him uh, to a certain you know he was pretty confident you and can... then just the reveal like the Welsh reveal in the courtroom it was so fucking like Leanne and I were just like fucking blown away yeah and you, he just it's like you could ugh. tell he when he decided you know what he wanted to do and he chose his course of yeah. action and following Canute it's almost like you could just tell that the man had found kind of purpose and yeah. it feels as though sometimes when you have that or when you find that, when characters do, it also feels like you're kind of ready for the end. <laughs> you know what well, I mean? It felt like he was ready. I agree, but I, I think I consider it more to he had he had this goal, but he, he's never had the wheels on the road. He's never had traction. And he's finally he finally had like this lifelong goal that he was passionate about and he wanted to make happen. And it was bestowed upon him. And he, you know, it's like you did say, like, he had purpose. And he was thinking more... A little bit wider. You know, he, a bit wider. And, you know, he, was, you know, he wasn't he was just trying... He wasn't just aimlessly trying to do whatever and, like, see whatever sticks. He has the goal and he's trying to make it happen. And that's when he's most potent. Yeah. You know, when he has a plan and he is can be conniving. And, and just, you know, and the dynamic with Thorkel and, like... But, honestly, like, the most powerful scene is when, you know, Askeladd, like, goes for, like, you know, because they call out the whole, like, we're going to invade mm-hmm. Wales, and they see it on his face, and it's like, fuck, like, as if they're not going to notice that. And I'm glad, I was like, <laughs> I was hoping it wasn't going to be one of those anime things where, like, a face is made, and then, like, the face changes, and, like, no one notices. Like, everyone in the room noticed. And, you know, they call Askeladd up, and Askeladd, you know, he goes, like, he tries to talk them out of it, and the king fucks with them. He's like, hey, it's Wales or Canute, you got to pick one. <laughs> and... Mm-hmm. I, it was like yes you know <laughs> i choose both like and then like he ices him and you know the he has that throw down and when and just thorkel rising to the occasion like you can tell he's a wild card but you th- i think it was a again, good moment I, it was a good moment but he has a lot of great moments from oh, that yeah. scene forward um well, through a whole season but like again he's a wild card but like i you know, in my heart of hearts, I think Thorkel is siding with Canute, maybe. Mm-hmm. You know? Because, like, I feel like if he didn't truly believe in that cause or, or go in that direction, he would have jumped in, potentially, you know? Yeah, I agree. So, and, you know, just guiding him. And he, and, you know, and Thorkel's like, oh, like, he's a mad dog. And then Canute having, like, the, the know-how, or, like, having the, the, the wisdom to know that he's doing this for me. You know? And then Thorkel's like, yeah, I guess. Well, it's got to be you that ends him right like you gotta mm-hmm. you gotta make his sacrifice last and and then you know thorfinn's fucking going crazy and you know and then canute makes the kill mm-hmm. and you know and then just like how thorkel is there for him holding him up mm-hmm. and he's like you need to stand strong like you need to make every moment of this matter yeah and this it is was a just big, it was your coming out party you need to you need to show him you're a fucking king and the way mm-hmm. he like swoops up puts on the crown and he starts like going Toe to toe with uh, with Floki there because Floki's trying to like swoop in and take control a little mm-hmm, bit, mm-hmm. 
honestly, Dave, thank you so much for the recommendation. Leanne yeah, and I did. just absolutely, yeah, you did seriously, you knocked it out of the park. We absolutely love this show. We're also too, I believe, um, next week, uh, stu- or Wit Studio or Studio Wit is doing a ten year anniversary event. Yeah. And the rumor on the street is they're announcing officially announcing Vinland Saga two or season two. That would be Uh, nice. So that'll be stay tuned next week, guys. For for that, believe me, I will be following the show closely. And like Leanna too, she wanted to look online and like kind of, she kind of just wanted like a like a season one summary Mm -hmm. because we're late to the show by a couple years. Mm -hmm. And she was like, I really, I really, really don't want to like get spoiled by like manga or anything like that yeah <laughs> she's like she had i think she had seen one little thing she's like no i'm out like i'll wait <laughs> you know, i'll it. wait till, yeah. <laughs> but yeah no yeah, we that... we really really loved it good man i'm glad it's good when yeah. shit like that works out you know yeah um yeah i remember one of like the off i mean you know now it seems so obvious right but i remember like an offhanded recommendation somebody threw at me right as i was like getting into anime Scott, you should try the that Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood Brother. one, you know. And huh. I was like, which ended up like completely changing my relationship with TV. You know what yeah. I mean? Like I had never yeah. really seen anything like that, and mm-hmm. which is pretty funny. But it's good when a, a recommendation lands. So I'm glad yeah. you liked it. I yeah. I agree. By the way, you know the ending of that um, that last scene. You know, because so much of it, like you know, is about politics and different types of character development and things like that. But obviously, you know, it comes down to, to Thorfinn for me and his relationship with, uh, with Askeladd is mm-hmm. kind of the heart of the show. And that death scene and that conversation they have. Oh, yeah. Um, I was like, yeah, this is like, this is what I was waiting for. I wanted to see something happen. I just didn't know what because what I wanted kept changing, you know. Um, but it, yeah, it really paid off. I'm really happy the way that ended. And it was cool too. Like they, there's like a, I feel I felt like for ten episodes, Thorfinn was just a background character. Mm-hmm. Like they, they, I like when a show is comfortable with its own, like it's confident where yeah. it can take the main character, it can just fucking ditch them, yeah, for a little bit, let them do their thing. Like, like they're around, but you know, you know what I mean, yeah. like. And a lot of great anime do that when you think yeah, about it. Yeah, and it just it lets the rest of the cast do that, and like, yeah, just really really good shit. I was um, away out of town uh, for the weekend in cottage country and uh, had to like load up the laptop with like a couple random things to watch just in case, you know, the mood struck, like especially, sure. you know, you can only lay out in the sun for so long and it really no, saps the I energy, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. First world problems. Um, but <laughs> I uh, ended up loading up the laptop with a couple recommendations and I'm hoping you get this reference, Grant. Don't let me down. Are you ready for this? Yeah. Um, me and the lady ended up binging the whole first season and uh, and uh, watched the adventures of DC Gates oh, over the weekend. You did not. <laughs> now, we're, now we're sucking don't diesel. Yell. Don't yell. Don't yell. Don't yell. <laughs> Sorry, listeners. <laughs> oh, my God. Dave, thanks. The energy flowing through me now is I could blast through the DC fucking DC gets. Uh, there How was a... fucking rock hard were you guys doing that? Like... <laughs> it was good. It was good. Yeah. It was good. It was, uh, there's a, one guy, uh, D.S. Arnott's boss. I forget his name. He's Irish. I he's hope in he's... That Game of Thrones. Who is he in Game of Thrones? He is Mor- uh, not Mormont. The guy under Mormont at uh, the, 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 wa- or the Wall. <sighs> 
He's the dude that, like, when... He's the one who fucking hates Jon Snow. Oh, no, no, um, not him. Um, he, that, that's, like, his first boss. I mean, yeah, the, his, 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 the second boss that he gets at uh, AC-12. Oh, fucking uh, Hastings. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, uh, you know, he's Irish, and he's got a great accent. And, like, he interviews Gates a few times. And I was doing a bit for, like, three straight days of just his accent. Because, like, a lot of these shows, like these cop shows, and this one is no exception, exception is they always address you by your rank and last name. Yeah. And so, like, they had all these interviews with Gates, who's, like, the main sort of protag, sort of villain throughout the show. And he just, they're always referring to him as his rank and then his name, right? But he's got this thick-ass accent. So, so where were you that night, DCI Gates? DCI Gates. All right, no, no, <laughs> yeah. DCI Gates. With all due respect, DCI Gates. Like, I was just, I did not let that go all weekend. Oh, um, my God. Anyway. and I, to yeah. this day, will just walk around the house and we're like, <laughs> just do you know, like, well, I'll just, like, try to talk like Steve. And I'll be like, <laughs> Detective Sergeant Arnott. You know? like, <laughs> Detective Sergeant Arnott. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. It was good, man. Yeah, I watched the first season. Uh, enjoyed it. Probably got through it in, like, two or three days. We, I, I think we watched the pilot um, right before we left. I was like, is this worth, does it hit for us both? You know what I mean? Yeah. And it did, so I grabbed the first season. Uh, or I downloaded it. And then it's our fucking favorite, man. We yeah. fucking love Line of Duty. Like, does it uh, does it um, maintain that level of quality? If not better, really? it, it continues to get better and better and better. In my opinion, yeah, it's the they do a really good because that's you know the nice thing. The nice thing is there's only six episodes per season. I think I believe the first season's only five, um, but after going after that, it's it's, it's six episodes um, a season. And it's just really concrete storytelling. They're able to fit all these, you know, like it's, you know, it's a conspiracy and it's a thriller and a cop drama. And, you know, it's, you, you wonder like how many times can they tell a story about a bent copper and like, is it just going to be the same thing over and over? But each season they find a way to like uniquely, yeah, uniquely isolate what the problem is and what they're trying to get to. And they're, and it's kind of cool like there's without even realizing it there is kind of like an overarching narrative you know and they kind of they play around with that in kind of some interesting ways which you know you wouldn't have expected or i i didn't we didn't expect at the time but uh yeah yeah what it what i think i realized watching it is like cop shows are just so fucking hard like like hard to do well because like there are so many of them out there and like they're good but like very few like cop shows are great you know what i mean like it's just like half the time you just end up with fucking csi name a city yeah you know what i mean it's just hard to do well and you could tell that like it felt like they were aware of a lot of the traps and like pitfalls that can kind of sneak up on a show like that it can become very formulaic um you know finite storytelling big focus on character um some good mr x yeah really liked it solid recommendation unreal performances too like very uh, good yeah good you know score like it, throughout direction and yeah, performances yeah it's one of those shows that you know it fires quite well on all cylinders so yeah. it's you know it's just so funny like we we got so like us personally we got so attached to the characters like we'll see something that kate or steve steve does and mm-hmm. you're just like come on kate 
what are you doing? <laughs> you know, you're like, I just want to sit them down and be like, come on, what are you doing there? It's, yeah. uh, yeah. And, I also really like yeah. DC Oigiets. Yeah. The guy that played yeah. DC Oigiets. Brutal. Yeah, great, uh, great character arc. Um, he's he's yeah. one of the only, you know, villains, you know, like, like season foil, I guess, where I genuinely felt bad. Oh, yeah. For, like, the hand he was dealt like you know obviously yeah. like he wasn't perfect you know that's the they that's the thing man like they towed the line very well like because yes. you, you say villain but it's like barely a fo- that's why i, I tried to yeah. correct foil like a foil you know like an antagonist yeah if you would it's, he's, he's, he's not a villain but that's no. that's which that's a complex character right like yeah. he drove so much of the plot by doing things wrong but like i don't yeah. think you finish I don't think you look at that guy at the end of that show and go, oh, he was a bad guy. You know what I mean? And, like, so many shows just boil down to, like, oh, he was a bad guy and he was doing bad guy things. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Um, yeah. So, yeah, really, really strong. Uh, that was good. Line of oh Duty, check it out. Makes me so fucking happy. I'm, the second we're done, I'm going downstairs to Beats tell me, Anna. You're gonna, I'm sure you're getting a text. Like, she probably line heard, of yeah. du- <laughs> line of du- Oh, I'm sure she did. I'll, I'll edit that down for everyone. <laughs> um, but... Uh, yeah, no, that warms my heart that you watch that. We Good. fucking love that show. Um, yeah, man. I so did you watch Loki? Yeah, dude. You obviously. Yeah. 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 What do you, you think? Happy? I um, I am. I'm. I wonder if you are, but I was actually pleasantly surprised. I don't. You know, I didn't know what to expect. You go. So. Pleasantly, I wouldn't say pleasantly surprised because I, I going in, I felt way more confident than what had come before. Ugh, man. if you know what I mean, you know, because like yeah. I, 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 Falcon you know, and the Winter Soldier, that was just up and down, up and down, like in so many weird ways. It's looking less good as you go when you think about the, to- the totality of Wandavision. Yeah, and that's the thing. WandaVision had its stuff. It was good up until the yeah. mystery was gone, and you, you and I have, have discussed that. Mm-hmm. You know, not ad nauseum, but we've we've discussed that at length. Yeah. We don't need to really touch that too much more. And you know, at least the, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier stuff—that's a little more in recent memory. But you know, they nailed the tone, one hundred percent. They avoided a lot of the marvel tr- like villain trappings you know like they're they're very heavy on the humor with this i f- i found you know like they got they got owen wilson you know like he's the king of like character Dude, actor i can't comedy. believe that owen wilson's owen wilsonness was able to shine through in such a brief pilot he's tremendous like i like it like some of the lines and the way he was delivering them, I was like, Oh, it's Owen Will Owen Wilson from Wedding Crashers. Like he has that <laughs> it's in the trailer, he has this moment like in the elevator with Loki where it's like you love to talk and then he goes, Talky talky Like he does his weird whisper talking <laughs> shit that he does. So yeah, but so the thing So right up front, like again, you watch the first season, so you'll be able to compare a little bit. Um it remind it reminds me of Mandalorian, where there's mm. clearly there's clearly a line of you know <clears throat> a problem for Star Wars for a long time was just the lack of practical effects. Yeah, you know, and the the tangibility wasn't there in a lot yeah. of things. Yeah, and Mandalorian brought that back to an extent. Like you know, Rogue One before it was a little yep. more. Yeah, I think you know even Solo Two again I. 
I'll defend that movie to the day I die. I think it's a I think it's a great movie. Sure. Um, you know, but anyway, so but there was no there was set not so much set pieces in Falcon Winter Soldier, but there was like rooms. It was like I feel like it was the characters and rooms. Like there was nothing mm-hmm. nothing felt real. You know, it's like yeah, I get yeah. it. They're running through Europe, but everything watching Loki, it all felt real. You know, it, yeah. it believable and like again, I know there's a clearly a lot of it CGI, but it was tangible. You know, like I felt oh, like I could reach tangible. out and grab it. Yeah, like um, it, it it was very well done, man. Like you know, sometimes you know you hear about all the money they spend on these shows, and then you look at Loki and you're like, yeah, I see it. Like this is, yeah. I, I looked at that and I was like, holy shit! Like they put money into this. You know what I mean? I could just tell. And then sometimes in Falcon and the Winter Soldier, there are moments where like, oh yeah, that was like primo that may as well have been a movie. And then there are other moments. It's like, what the fuck are we doing here? Like Mm -hmm. inconsistent. Like you said, up and down. Um, We've only got one episode of Loki, but I definitely felt the production value and I definitely felt that they were going for it. Yes. And I like that they're fucking Hiddleston too, right? Is it Hiddleston? Yeah. Hiddleston. So that's what I was, that's what I'm just about to say. Like, you know, the Loki character, I, the one thing I was worried about is there might be too much of them. Right, you know, because we got him in, we've got him in little pockets here and there. It hasn't been, you know, he's been used a lot, but he's been used well. But I was worried that there'd be too much of him and the character. Like, he's tremendous, you know. Like in this episode, they really set up. It's the Loki show, you know, quite literally (laughs) and figuratively, like in the grand scope of the character and all that. It's Mm -hmm. it's 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 really well. I'm I'm gonna say though, I don't love the villain setup. Yeah. I'm a little fucking cheesed with that. Really? Just because it just seems lazy. Yeah. I You know, don't they're going to, they're going to, because, you know, again, if, spoilers to anyone listening, they more or less set up, and it could be a, a fake out, but could they're be. setting up that Loki is the villain. Yeah. Another version of Loki or whomever. Yeah. You know, it seems like, you know, like they're also going into a completely new realm of like the tva and like how time is governed and and that opens up this huge can of worms and we've sort of talked about that before right like the moment you open the time machine box it's kind of hard to seal it um so now like they're they're really leaning into it um and that you know is both exciting and like potentially lazy depending on your outlook but yeah like i don't know what to expect i also i want to touch on something really quickly that you mentioned which is like it's the loki show and that's a good thing but it's like some of sometimes the best things about these characters are are how they're used in these brief like nuanced Mm. micro dose yeah yeah, kind of piecemeal type ways like loki is often so great because you get a chance to miss him and then he comes back and he does loki things right yeah and i think that we saw like in uh falcon the winter soldier like you take these supporting characters and you have the opportunity to really flesh them out but like sometimes like what happens when it doesn't hit you know what i mean what happens when like there isn't a lot to flesh out there and now you're reaching and you have to humanize a character that you never designed to be human Mm. and like i feel like that's a bit of a trap right like when you take like a one note villain now that's not loki obviously but um, and now you're like okay now I need to design a show or a movie around that person. I just think that it's harder, easier yeah. said than done, right? Like you could even see in this episode, uh, the pilot, like you already got more Loki and character development on Loki in the 20 minute sequence than you had in all 
five of the films that he's been in or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. But it kind of worked. You know, to be yeah, fair, I think that they pulled that off. Um, yeah. You know, it's just, I, I just hope that it works out well. I don't disagree. I wasn't cheesed, though. Um, I think... That, well, not cheesed, but yeah. it's, it is just like, oh, come on. Like, they're really... Like, I, I understand he's a great villain and he has played the villain very well. So they're going to dial it up to like dark Loki. Like, I just don't want it to be dark Loki. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like a shadow version of him where he's just like, like a past puppies. Like a past version of himself that like doesn't have all this enlightenment. And it's like Loki from like, I don't know, Avengers one or some bullshit or like Loki mm-hmm. from, uh, well, technically this Loki, I was about to say, wait a minute, technically, <laughs> Or, you know, just, like, a darker version of a past self. Like, I don't know if I really want to see that. But, you know, I think that he benefits a lot, really heavily, from being in a completely new universe where they throw out all the rules. You know, like, the Infinity Stones don't work. He's not as powerful. That was was a great gag. Uh, Owen Wilson is there to cut the tension. Uh, Hiddleston himself is quite funny. Yeah. Um, you know, so much world building. So I, I don't know. I think you know. I am. Uh, I'm excited to see where they go next. It reminded me. You, you didn't get a chance to watch the Good Place, eh? The what? The Good Place. The, no, uh, no, no, no. I've seen the pilot. Yeah. So if the the whole like the office dynamic reminded me of a certain oh, okay. venue in like or kind of like like a story like a story beat like a repeated yeah. story beat from from the Good Place. And kind of similar dynamic of just like all encompassing beings and, and and all that. It's 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 really it just it's a very great good intro, gag. awesome intro. Like very just like good. introducing the offices and kind of like the quirky characters. Like you know, it was silly, but like the whole like you know, please sign off. This is everything yeah. that you've said. And then he yeah. says something, and then another is printed out. Like it's good little gags and it was That's fun. That's good. Like the yeah. you know, please take a ticket, take a number, yeah. or the <laughs> what do you go? You know, the realization that none of the Infinity Stones work, he finds a desk full of them, and, like, when he says, I'll gut you like a fish, and the guy's like, what's a fish? (laughs) That actor is so good. Yeah. I hope they, like, abduct him and, like, bring him along for some of it, because that was was really, really good. Have you you watched Better Call Saul? Uh, You know, I don't know how far they are now, but I want to say two or three seasons. Interesting show. I love it. Yeah, I I genuinely I like it more than Breaking Bad. I've heard that from a couple people yeah. now. It's um, but but it's Bob Odenkirk. Like you know, he you put him in anything, he's he makes every he's a everything he's in ten times better. But so the guy who didn't take the ticket, do you remember him? He's like the head of the camera crew, like the the college students he hires in the first no, season. No, no. I mean, I remember to make that like plot. a shitty ad, but I, I remember anyways, that plot, yeah. It's just one of those like I don't know. I saw him I was like, oh shit, that guy. That's funny. <laughs> you know? Yeah, they vaporize him. Yeah. So anyway, I think we, you know, um, a couple nitpicks here and there, but all in all, very good pilot. Um, I, I would, but that's the thing. I I would not, and the whole deep like again the DB Cooper thing that was funny. It was just like I, they had teased that like that was going to be some big mission from the trailers, the uh, first trailer, okay. and it was like a throwaway gag between like it was a joke between Heimdall and Thor and him. Yeah. Which I thought that was funny, but they I, I don't, got like, him looking that, exactly like it too. It was good. Yeah. I don't have. I, I genuinely don't have nitpicks. It's just, I know the ending. It was just like, ugh, come on. But it's like we'll see. You know, like prove me wrong kind of thing. But yeah. I, I genuinely think this was like this was a, like a ten out of ten. I would say, yeah. I mean, ten is generous as fuck. But I would say that it was but like probably, as a pilot, 
it, probably the best not... pilot that Mar- Disney Plus has done. For sure. Better yeah. than the pilot of WandaVision and Falcon. Like, mm-hmm. significantly. Definitely um, better than Falcon. And, it, and it's just, yeah. Like, the, you know, if you have to think about what they accomplished in less than an hour, like, they did a lot in one in one episode. Do you know how many this is supposed to be? I don't know. Yeah, I'm guessing between six, eight, ten max. Mm. That's um, the formula. I think, I think six. Um, yeah, okay. That was Loki. What you got? Uh, not much. So, like, pretty much we... I, I haven't even had a chance to, to get around to uh, Neon Genesis. That's that's the plan for this mm. week. Um, but um, I kind of just want to touch back in with uh, The Bad Batch. Uh, we've been chugging away on that. The, oh, star, the yeah, new Star Wars yeah, yeah. Uh, show. Um, and I, I want to... I think Star Wars has a season one problem when it comes to their animated shows interesting so it's it's not such a problem i've noticed like it's it's been great so far it's good to see this world the characters are great but but it's like it feels because this is the problem with rebels and i also noticed it was kind not so much the clone wars but it was definitely a problem with rebels and it was run by the same guy the dave filoni he was in charge like rebels was his story and then this is his story as well um they're so focused on setting up all the characters and it's not it's not that it's bad it's just it's like where the fuck is the story going right you know like there's clearly like there's you know it's so there's this new clone there's this little girl she's like one of the she's the only female clone they kind of take her with when they escape from Camino in, in the beginning of the season you know she tags along and she's clearly important somehow there it's kind of hinted she might be force sensitive or at least she's like has like uh like um she's like an empath because mm-hmm. like she can t- she tends to take on traits of like the crew like mm-hmm. you know she she you know she can kind of pick up tracking like the one guy and she's kind of smart and intuitive like the other and you know she kind of you know she can kind of th- kind of think like everyone else you know again she's a clone she's kind of like you know they're made to be like hyper powerful like that um but it's like where like where's this really going and mm-hmm. that was the problem with Rebels. Like, they had they introduced all these characters. They kind of teased some things. But it was just like the train was just going and going and going. And then by the time the first season ended, you're like, okay, well, they kind of wrapped that up. But it's like, you know, they, like, where, where's this, like, big picture-wise, you know? And I, I think that's kind of where the Bad Batch is going. Like, I just, I need to know what the next <laughs> step is. And it's just kind of, there's it feels like all they're doing like, each week is like, you know, here's a guest character from here's you know Rex from from Rebels and Clone Wars, and here's like this character and that character. Like they're not. It doesn't seem they're super focused on like where they're going. It's just they're focused on the journey to get to it. You, do you know what I mean? I do know what you mean. That's interesting. So it's it's I don't know. Like we're loving it. It's beautiful. We love the characters. Like we've been talking. You know, like with Kiwi accents. Like you know, two days after we watched it on a Friday, it's like. <laughs> um, Omega, yeah, Rika, you know, like we're just we've been talking, you know, it's um, it's good, and I, I think people should watch it, but it's like I can see, I'm getting insane Rebels season one vibes. Interesting. Yeah, I'll get around to those eventually. I think you should. Like, I know. I think it's, Mandalorian's it, ahead though. Big time. That in I terms would say, of my priority list for Star Wars. I would content. say that would be the one to watch because it is so I'm, beloved. Oh, it's people so fucking good. love that show. Are they doing so season three? Good. Yeah, actually, um, news this week was that the the one-off 
Boba Fett season just finished filming, and I there's didn't even know they were doing that. God, what oh, am shit. I? I'm gonna have so much. Wow, how did you? St- okay, that oh, was no, a bit I think of a spoiler. I, knew... I think you knew. No, Bo- no. Did I... you know about Boba Fett? No, my bad. I did know that. I just completely forgot. Okay. Um, but, I'm not. Um... Yeah, I'm not. Upset about so they they alluded to there's going to be like a one-off season for him interesting and that's coming out next and then when that's over then we're getting season it, three of mandalorian is it john favreau again yeah oh what he's the, running the show what man what the fuck does this guy do like my god it's it, tremendous what's crazy is how he doesn't really seem to miss he just he cares he gets it <laughs> you know People, like yeah you know i i will say like very briefly like you know, when I was in Mandalorian season one mode, I was like, yes, like this is probably the best Star Wars content that I've seen since the Disney deal. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you don't really, audiences are so fickle, you know, and like everyone's so goddamn critical about the new trilogy, including myself. But like, sometimes it's just so fun to have 30 minute rips with a bounty hunter. Mm. through space you know it was like i didn't even know i wanted this like when this show got announced i was like i guess like you know bounty hunters are cool Mm -hmm. and like i've played some of those games like years ago yeah i was just like what you know what is this gonna be you know what i mean i just had these questions like you know i'm sure star wars fans were asking for it it just felt like of all the projects to green light why this one and then i watched the trailer or i watched the pilot i I was like yeah okay this is pretty fucking sick in like, I didn't know this at the time, because, like, we, we had watched, you know, we had finished season two of Mandalorian, and then, you know, that's when we had our, like, our Star Wars moment, where we're like, hey, we're going back, and we're watching everything. They've been fucking, like, tugging at their bits with the Mandalorian shit for a long time, and I had no idea how obsessed the fan base and people running Disney were obsessed with the whole Mandalorian lore. I knew a bit about that. It's that, crazy. Like, it was a high, yeah. it was an area of intense focus for, uh, among the fan base. And obviously that came from somewhere. Yeah. And well, and that was the thing too. Like you'd want, you know, we were watching clone, we were watching clone wars and we we're watching rebels. And it's like, fuck, it's like, again with the Mandalorian, like, like the actual planet and their politics and their drama. Like it's yeah. a lot of it was good. There very little of it was, wasn't, but it's like, fuck, like, are they going to like, why, you know, honestly, like there was whole seasons just pretty much dedicated to Mandalore. It's like fuck, man. Cool. Like, yeah, yeah. Um, I've got random, a random assortment of anime news. Let's do it. We just hit you with quick hits right now. Yeah. Castlevania is getting a spinoff series. Sure. Um, based off of well, I don't know if I want to. Uh, I, I, I don't know. I caught it. I know. I know. What oh, it's okay. Called. It's it, yeah. Spoiler alert. It's it's based off of the you know um, the descendants of the main Castlevania trilogy uh, show, and which, the games are like that. Yeah, and the games are like sequel that. to sequel is like it's all you play from oh, members cool. of that family. See, I didn't yeah. know that. Um, you know, I'm I I saw a couple of headlines like oh they're significantly changing how the games handle it. I personally don't really care. You sure. Know? I think. You know, if it was a franchise I really loved, I might. But I think we said this before, like, video game animes do not have a great history of doing well. Mm. And if Castlevania's secret to success is they have to significantly alter (laughs) the plot to make it work, then I wouldn't really give a fuck because I had a pretty strong review of that whole series and I still Mm -hmm. recommend people check it out. Um, So they're going to do a spinoff. Who knows when? Anime takes time, but... They are Netflix, after all. It's coming. It's coming. It's coming. Um, speaking of Netflix anime, The Witcher is getting an anime. Yeah. I don't know anything other than that. 
like the witcher's getting an anime the witcher is also a vast property with tons mm. of opportunity for storytelling don't, i i don't love the show um yeah i i i've had some recent conversations about the show and i i don't want to boil down its problems to this sure quick spoiler alert for the witcher but it seems common that most of the conversations that i've seen about the witcher and the ones that i've had personally are are actually strictly about the edit of that first season like oh. people don't say it in so many words but it is clearly not obvious to a lot of the audience that the Witcher, oh, yeah. the season one, is not happening linearly because they're jumping mm. through timelines, right? And, it, sure. you know, like you can solve that with a quick fucking subtitle. <laughs> and yeah. they just didn't, you know? And uh, that, I think, was very jarring for people and, like, seems like a bit of an amateur mistake. Um, but I think that there are probably some lessons that they can learn. Uh, but otherwise, I thought it was fine. Like, it did not... You know, snap my head back, but I thought it was good. I thought yeah. Henry Cavill was good. Yeah, some of the lore, yeah. you know, some of the world building is good. These shows are the problem difficult for me. Like, and and I hate that I'm like this, like, because I hate this type of person. No, I love it. Hit me. There's not like because I I read the books. Oh, okay. And yeah, that's tough. You know, like, <laughs> like again, I, I, any, I it's just tough. Anytime you know. You have it's, like a. I hate know? the crusading that the internet does. Like whether it's Game of Thrones or it's Harry Potter or Lord of the Rings, you know, like every every fucking genre has it. Every adaptation, exactly. But there there was something about like I've read the Lord of the Rings books. I read the Harry Potter. Like I've never had issues. Like I really don't. Like you, a lot of the time, it's like as long as like they, they get what they're adapting and they make the effort to be like in the same spirit. Usually it's fine, and. But it's just, just something about Witcher, like, it does have the spirit, to a certain degree, and they took some fucking liberties <laughs> with the story, and it just, it blows my mind. Like, not even, again, I don't want people to think, like, I'm uppity, because there was some, like, uh, I don't know if it you was gender be. bending. No, it, it wasn't the, um, like, I know a lot of people were, like, all uptight of, like, I can't believe they casted this actress for this role. I don't give a fuck about any of that. Like, I don't yeah. care how anyone looks. It's just, like, kind of the story beats and, like, the, the format. And there were some that I liked. And then also, visually, I didn't like the way it looked. <laughs> you know, yeah. it had some great episodes, and it looked kind of cheap, in sure. my opinion. And uh, I... So that's why I'm thankful for this anime to come out and hopefully just blow my yeah. socks off. I feel they they have an opportunity and a kind of a make-or-break moment with season two. It's funny because the show did so well, right? Like, yeah, it did very well. It's really interesting sometimes how, and I'm not being a dick, I'm just calling it like it is, and I'm, if you're listening to this podcast, I, I think you'll agree with me. It's just funny sometimes how, you know, the biggest, most successful things are, are not necessarily, like, even remotely close to the best. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you know, Shadow and Bone was in top ten worldwide for a straight week. Season two confirmed. Yeah, you know what I mean, and and I'm not taking like targeting them specifically, but like, you know, like the reaction to The Witcher was explosive in terms of viewership, and then yeah. the conversation about it was that a lot of people had a lot of the same problems with it. You know, like yeah. it was fun, but yeah, people had some complaints, and that's not. It's just not what you expect of a show that quote like broke fucking viewership records at the time, right? Sure. Um. But it felt to me like some of their inconsistencies kind of came down to potentially, you know, the showrunner or showrunners maybe not having 
enough experience. I have no idea what they've worked on before this, mm. so don't come for me. <laughs> but, uh, you know, like, just some of these mistakes felt kind of amateurish. Sure. Um, but, I mean, I cannot imagine how complex a shoot like that is, and I can't imagine mm. all the stuff they learned, right? So I think that they know they're under the microscope. They got season two. Let's see what they do with it. Like, you know, I... I feel like it's make or break. If you come back, yeah. if you come again with you know more of the same, and you have like the same problems, and you can't figure that shit out, then I probably won't love it. You know. Mm. Uh. Anyway, but also, yeah, I will. I will watch the anime. Because mm-hmm. I mean, look who you're talking to. Yeah. Um. The other thing was, uh, this could very well turn out to be nothing at all. So like, I'm hesitant to even bring it up. But I think we're approaching the 20th anniversary in a couple weeks for the Full Metal Alchemist uh, manga release. And the creator has said, she said that she's going to share some news uh, that is directly related to that property um, on the 20th anniversary. So this is the 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 the, the manga, right? Yeah, yeah. The author of the manga, and uh, she had a really heavy hand in the series as well. So, whoa. Uh, you know, that could mean something. It could mean nothing. Um, she, but you know, you know, a lot of speculation is like, oh, they're doing a spinoff, or maybe a movie, or maybe something. You know, God forbid, another live action. You know, who knows? Um, but yeah, Full Metal Alchemist news uh, coming in July. And, Shit. Yeah. Last thing was uh, not anime related, video game related, and my girlfriend told me because she's fucking obsessed. Oh, <laughs> uh, the Breath of the Wild two uh, trailer uh, and all that was uh, released and uh, announced for twenty twenty two. Well, that's a good actually. That's a good segue because I, I did want to talk about if there's one thing I did do this weekend. I watched a lot of E three. Um, ah, hit me this up. Is, this is my Super Bowl, man. Like I look forward to this every <laughs> year. I you know like. I, you know, I, I scheduled everything well in advance to make sure we got sit down and do time for this, this and that. And it's, uh, you know, it was, so, so what happened? The, Are there any well, big things? There's a couple of big things. The, like the Microsoft Bethesda, uh, press conference on Sunday was, was really well done. Um, the good blend of really hitting home, you know, exclu- you know, exclusives. And the biggest thing was, <clears throat> you know, cause, uh, early, maybe late last year or early th- early this year or late last year Microsoft purchased Bethesda for a fucking obscene amount of money. Do you know uh and like even you don't have to look yeah. up if you don't know offhand but just we're, it feels like we're in the age of acquisitions these days. Yeah. Like didn't Amazon just buy a movie MGM. studio? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like just acquisitions are fucking all over the place. I wonder what they paid for Bethesda. Uh Beth- they paid 7.5 billion dollars. Interesting. It's so but, crazy yeah. to think of just about acquisitions and just like compare them to other acquisitions yeah. just for like the sake of trying to wrap your head around how companies are valued. I won't get into that, but, but anyway, so they bought Bethesda. So they bought, yeah, they bought Bethesda and that came along with, you know, lots of studios. So that's, you know, the, you know, again, I, I'm a huge fan of Bethesda's game. So there's like Bethesda, you know, softworks themselves and makes like the Fallout games and Sky and Elder Scrolls, you know, that came with id software who, you know, makes, like doom like the new doom remakes and historically has made doom like they created it um you know arcane studios they do like those dishonored games and prey which if anyone has not played those and you're into Mm. into like you know rpgs and stealth games and just genuine like worlds dripping with lore you have to check out arcane studios games were were any Um, of those 
or all of those Microsoft exclusives already? Or is that is the idea no. that they, they will be now? Well, that's the thing. So going forward, so the next, so the first unique property that Bethesda is making in 25 years is this game called Starfield. And it's supposed to be Fallout and Skyrim in space, more or less. Okay. And that was the big thing. Like, the argument was like, you know, they're like, no, there's no way that's going to be exclusive. Like, you know, they're going to miss out on all this money. And it's like, uh, but Sony purchase... has been fucking killing them. And that's the thing. For it's years like, they, now. Sony has just been bending them over. And, and you know what? Like, again, it's just genuinely like, I've been a lifelong Sony guy. They've just had great exclusive. They've just had oh, awesome man. exclusives. Every game, you know, I, I have an Xbox One sitting collecting dust, and every time yeah. a game comes out, that I'm like, oh, maybe this will get me to play some games. It's a fucking yeah. Sony exclusive. It's like, it was, yeah. you know what I mean? That's why I was crazy. telling you right before we started rolling. Like, I'm probably not. I don't know if I'll even bother, you know, buying yeah. another console because it's like I barely play as it is, and when I do, it's on the wrong platform, or you yeah. know, when I, when I want to play one. Anyway. But yeah, so like they, they spent seven and a half billion dollars and yeah, they're gonna make their game exclusive to their system, you know, yeah, and that was they, that's what they opened the show with, like and they're like, and yes, like it's gonna be exclusive. Like Obviously. come on. And you know, and like so that was a highlight. Starfield was really great. Uh, or like the te- they teased that with a cinematic, no gameplay or anything like that. Um But um you know, there was that and then Ar- again, Arcane Studios was kinda of pumping them up. They at the end of the show they also their next game is going to be uh, Xbox exclusive as well. It's called Redfall. It's, it seems to be. I got some like Left 4 Dead vibes, like mm-hmm. but you're fighting vampires. That, that seems like it's a four player co op game. We don't know full details yet, but that looked pretty slick. Um, yeah, so you know, and there's other little stuff along the way. Um, and then Nintendo's was today, um, and obviously Breath of the Wild two or the sequel was. It's like the big you know, one, yeah. The big one. That's how they they capped off the show and they set up. Uh, 2022 for that, obviously. I wonder... I watched that trailer, the gameplay trailer. It really looks like almost more of an expansion pack with, like, some new mechanics. Well, um, it's not exactly a... Uh, like, they're a, reusing the map. Like Yeah, it's not know, an it's... engine rewrite. It's not... Like you said, the map seems pretty similar. Because that's what they said. Like they, I think, if you watch it, they, they more or less said they're adding, like, new sky areas to it. So I think... There's going to be big additions to the map, and I think they're going to remix the map. Is that's my guess? You know, there's going to be some stuff um, like what was there. Kind of, I'm picturing like Cataclysm from WoW. Yeah, that's interesting. You know, I'm not being yeah. nitpicky. I just, you know, I was just saying like based off the trailer, it kind of just sort of looked like an extended play kind of thing. But Nintendo loves that man though. They yeah. reuse everything and then they charge you full price. Like they yeah. never have sales. Wow. It's, it's, they, it's ruthless. They, you know, I also. I also I get it right. You know they they worked on fucking Breath of the Wild for so long and pushed those deadlines so far. Like, it's not shocking that they want to squeeze a little bit more of a little more blood yeah. out of that stone. But uh, but yeah, so just a couple of little cool things. But it was just you know, and there's a couple other, a couple other uh, events. Nothing nothing very eventful. But uh, I, like I said, Microsoft's the full ninety minute was just it was just good, well produced. Very well paced, good timing, clear and concise. Um, Nintendo's is always like super snappy and you know, in and out. They do their thing, fun little stuff. Do you remember? Um, did you ever have like a, a Game Boy Advance back in the day? Yep. Uh, you, yeah, maybe. Do you remember a series called Advance Wars? No. It's um, it's just like a military kind of uh, like little grid based, you know, 
unit combat kind of thing and it's that's coming back they're re they're rebuilding those so that was just like a fun little nostalgic trip that's, that's coming out this year nice. so i'm pretty excited for that but uh but yeah it was e3 was fun this year that's uh well it was it was that the incentive for you to decide to purchase a new X-Gen, uh, next-gen console? Uh, Current-gen? What, what, you mean the Xbox? Yeah. Well, yeah, so that was just because... But that, like, you know, my favorite games are... You know, I, I, I'm an RPG guy. You know, I, I'm not... Um, I'm not super big into shooters and all that, but, like, historically, like, majority of the games that I play in a year, the AAA... Or the games that aren't um, Sony exclusives tend to be like Bethesda games, like and because before it was Bethesda owned all these studios b below them, kind of thing, or like there was like a parent company that owned all of them. And when Microsoft bought them, I was like, "Fuck, okay, well, I'm a bit of a <laughs> bit of a predicament now because I play those just as much as I would play like a Sony exclusive." You know, I usually play the Sony ones for story and kind of like the, you know, the like the finite story. And then, you know, I would go to the, the Bethesda games or the Arcane games or Machine games and like kind of get lost in those. So it was kind of, you know, it was just one of those things. I just had a hunch. I was like, you don't pay seven and a half billion dollars for something and not like lock something to your to your ecosystem, you know. And yeah bought a friday and sunday they had their thing and i was like ha, well point proven so <laughs> yeah good call that makes yeah. sense yeah and a lot but that's the thing too like you know the they have the xbox has this whole games pass thing where or game pass and you know you get all these brand new titles and you know as long as you're subscribing to the service you know like if you pay for a month or two you can just get this brand new game and you can play it you know it's like you know we were liana was watching the uh, the conference with me and uh, Forza Horizon 5, which is like their flagship racing game at Microsoft. Yeah, I don't get racing games, but that like, well, that one does well, right? Like, I'll do well. Yeah. And Leanna's like, oh, that looks awesome. And I'm like, oh, you can play that. And the go. day it comes out, and it'll be free. You know, like, obviously, like, you're paying them, like, a subscription or whatever. But, like, yeah, the you game know, if you want to try it, like, value you can just get crazy, it. man. It's insane. Yeah. Absolutely insane. That's good. So, mm -hmm. yeah. E3 was banging, it sounds like. Choo. Choo. I think that's about it for me. I think so, too. Okay. Thank you guys very much for listening. This has been The Post Show. Um, Grant, this is our 10th episode Unreal. of The Post Show. And it's killing it. You guys are Two listening. So thank you. If you guys still can, I apologize if your ears are bleeding. Still. Ah, it's fine. What are they going to do? <laughs> Lend me your ears. Um, <laughs> thank you for listening. Uh, if there's anything you want us to talk about on uh, future episodes of The Post Show, let us know. You know, don't hesitate to follow, like, subscribe, comment. Do whatever social media thing on whatever social media platform you feel comfortable with. Um, and otherwise, we will see you next week. Thanks for listening. Bye, guys. Cheers.